Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. You can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade, or at least grab an extra latte. After getting a Chime checking account with features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe, no minimum balance requirements, and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at Chime.com goals24. That's Chime.com goals24. Chime. Feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss Spirit podcast with Ben Garrett. It's up! It's up! It's up! It's up! It's up! This is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. On with me is Colin Bristol. Buddy. He contributes to the Ole Miss Spirit, OldMissSpirit.com, and affiliate of 247 Sports. Has his own podcast with Brian Scott Rippy. Rippy writes, and I've told Brian countless times, dude, that that name makes no sense. None. But he sticks with it. He sticks with it. Well, y'all got to figure yeah. it out. Y'all got to change that up. Yeah, he, uh, he was thinking about going with Rippy Raps. I don't know. Oh. Thought that would be interesting. Oh. Well, I guess you just go with the best you got. You know, <laughs> well, if if you know, as not as not a uh, great as that is, it does beat Rebel Report. That was our first one. Oh no, I remember that. That was terrible. That's just about as lazy as it gets. <laughs> Rebel Report, right? I mean, how many people? How many people have come up as they've decided to do a Ole Miss show? Rebel Report. That's the first thing everybody comes up with. I respected yours. The flagship was good. That's totally on Godfrey. He's the one that came oh, up God. with that because I wanted to call it Talking Rebels. <laughs> so <laughs> I cannot take credit at all. Godfrey's the one went, stop. No, we're going to call it. Let me think. And then we went through a few things and he said, oh, I know. Flagship. There you go. And I was like, wait a second. People are going to say that we're homers and stuff. He went, no, no. They'll be in on the joke. Okay. And they were. <laughs> they were. Yeah. I should have just stuck with that. Talk of Champions is a play on Walk of Champions, but people outside of Ole Miss don't get it. Sure. I was in this big fight with these dudes. Well, I wasn't in a fight. Basically, they wanted the name. They had started an Alabama podcast, and they hit me up on Twitter and like, where do you get off doing a (laughs) podcast about Ole Miss and calling it Talk of Champions? And I tried to explain it to them, and it didn't matter. They were really mad, to which I was pretty much, guys, we're talking about a podcast name, and y'all are heated. These it's are like, some bro, first world problems, man. I could not care less. <laughs> I went to, I, I've already got it in there. You know, I've logged a bunch of shows. I'd give it to you because I really don't care. I've always wanted to go back to the show up north because that was my favorite show title for any show we had on that old V Sporto network. Oh, that's it's right. Yep. Yeah. Shouts out to David Collier. I can't remember who David did it with, but it was the show up north, and I loved that name. 
But of course, no one else would have gotten that either. So the no. flagship was like I, perfect. I think I'm like one of the few people that remember like the Rebel Radio and, and the app mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah. R.I.P. I miss it <laughs> so much. I just got bad memories when I think about Sporto. Angry memories. <laughs> if I can You're think not the only to, one. Yeah, I know. If I can think back to the good times and uh, when it was successful, then yeah. I mean, it allowed me to pay off my wife's student loan, so that's great. But we should be multimillionaires because that was way before it's time. Way before it's time. Because yeah. these yeah. days, everything is you just pick your podcast, your website, your Twitter following, who you're following on Twitter, no matter what it is, you can surround yourself with only the things you like. And it becomes echo chamber, echo chamber, echo chamber, echo chamber. And that's just the way we all are. It doesn't matter if it's sports, it can be politics or whatever. You just surround yourself on the internet with all the things you like. And you have everybody of equal mind beating it into your brain all day. So it was ahead of its time. (laughs) That was, it it was an ingenious idea. Was there like an, like tiger uh sports radio yeah, there's like, oh, there a bunch of them tiger sports radio gator sports radio bulldog oh. sports radio. I mean, it's all over the place yeah yeah it takes a special kind of incompetence <laughs> screw that up. no one's tuned into this podcast to listen to this but if you can't tell by now not only am i tired but i'm delirious and um colin knows this better than anybody because i've talked to you pretty much all week bradley sal was going to do the second show but we were planning to do it after something went down with Mike Bianco and nothing has happened yet and we're recording on a Thursday morning. Now, as we're recording this, the typical caveat, something could have gone down or has gone down and we're not talking about it. But there has been no resolution as we're recording. So no Brad today. Brad will be back next week. He's at work. His job actually requires him to go somewhere, not sit in his home and talk on the phone all day and ask anyone and everyone, Okay, what have you heard? What's the latest? And then have everyone call you, even at 7 in the morning, boundaries, and say, hey, man, so what have you heard? I, it's 7 in the morning. <laughs> oh. oh, God. And, uh, yeah, so I've gotten and, – and I'll be fair. I've, I've sent out a lot, too, of, of hey, what have you heard uh, text messages this week. But if I've gotten as many phone calls as I have, and I have very little to zero insight, and uh, you have a – Obviously, a ton more. I can imagine the phone calls you have gotten this week. I'll be honest with you now. Me and Chase Parham, when we were talking, I think the last time we were talking, a lot of it was just like, this is exhausting. You know, this is just (laughs) absolutely exhausting because it's not like a normal coaching search at all because it's not a coaching search. No. Um, And it's very deliberate. And I thought, honestly, that we know something yesterday, Wednesday, because today as we're recording, this is Thursday. And the reason I thought that is because Mike and Keith were going to sit down and Mike was going to know, okay, well, yeah, Keith is going to roll over my contract, but the contract stays the same. There's no real assurances added to it or to say that I feel more secure here than I would at LSU. So here's my decision. Of course not. Of course not. I went to the Rebel Road Trip in Tupelo. Um, on Wednesday night, and all the days are running together, I swear, because it took me a second to remember. It was last night that I went to the Rebel Road trip. And I went there just basically to get Keith on the record in regards to particular LSU stories that had been published and put out there on the internet 
One of which from Glenn Gilbo, who I like a lot. I've known Glenn since the Tiger Sports Radio days. There you go. There's a there's a way we bring it around. That's professional right there. That's a that's a big time job right there. I've known Glenn a long time, and Glenn's a great dude and a great reporter. But he had written that Mike was expected on campus and um, a sitting head coach at a Power Five in the SEC, especially. The idea that he would go down, that your AD would allow him to just go down there and interview for another job and make it look like LSU is the superior program. I mean, that's, you don't do that. You just don't do that. That's not how that works. If Mike Bianco is going down to interview, no, he's not going down to interview. If he's going to Baton Rouge, he's going to take the job. So it looks bad if you're Ole Miss from a PR perspective. Now, I'm not trying to run PR here. That's not what I do. But I wanted to know if Keith, wanted to say something about this, wanted to set the record straight. That's the only thing I was going for, really, in going to the Rebel Road Trip. And also to get out of my house because, like I said earlier, stir-crazy, going nuts, exhausted. And my family is gone for the week. They're in Perdido Key. And the stupidest decision I made in all of this is I could have gone with them. (laughs) I had every opportunity to go with them. All I need to do this job is a Wi-Fi connection. Me and Neil McCready have joked about this. All I need to do this job is a Wi-Fi connection. Why didn't I just do this at the beach? I'd be so much happier. <laughs> oh, then you would have missed an introductory press conference. Ooh. No, of I'm course, well, that's what, hap- that's what happens, though. That's what happens. That's what happens, because yeah. you can't have nice things Yeah. if you try to plan it. Uh, yeah, this job will <laughs> kick you right in, right in the testicles. So... <laughs> Can't do that. So I go down there and um, that's what he talks about, that there's a lot of bad information out there. So I just write this story that I think is very, not innocent, but it's not a nothing burger either. It's basically just the athletics director for Ole Miss talking about a topical, the only topic of discussion for Ole Miss fans right now. And it turned into this big thing. And that told me that there's just a lot of passion and a lot, a lot of people hanging on every single update or tidbit or snippet of information that's coming out. And they're reading into every possible thing. And one of those things was, for example, that he's going to the beach. They own a condo. I wrote the sentence poorly. I was writing quick. I was trying to get out of the Bank Corp South Center. So I was just writing it up real quick, published so I can go home sit on my ass and maybe not get called 30 times. And I wrote the sentence poorly. I've, I've admitted that it was a badly written sentence, a long ago planned trip to the beach. And of course people jumped all over that. Oh, he planned a trip before Omaha. That's, that's typical Mike. Is that what it, they own the condo. Sorry, but everything clinging to that. And that turns into that's Ben Garrett for you. There's Ben Garrett. That asshole. Just trying to stir stuff up. No, I really wasn't. I really wasn't. I just wrote a sentence poorly. But that's been <laughs> the week. And I think I'm still at the same place I was the last time we recorded. I think this is with Mike going to LSU. Yeah. Um, I have no idea. Um, you know, but it's it's <laughs> I think you don't give yourself enough credit because you do have sourcing on this. You do have people you talk to, and a lot of it is pretty dead on. I think you're selling well, yourself short there. I guess my thing is it's it's weird because when like stuff like this happens and like you said we we don't have a coaching search on our hands yet um 
but when stuff like this happens, right. And, and you've done this for a lot longer than I have, or, or been around it a lot longer than I have. Um, information usually comes out of both sides. Is that fair? Yeah. It's not happening here, right? Well, the thing is, is that the Ole Miss side has been pretty dead on. And that's sure. something um, that me and Chase have talked about. Because really, but the daily updates are the regular updates. The um, hourly updates on Mike Bianco has only come from the Ole Miss spirit in um, Chase's site. Mm-hmm. I assume I don't have access to his but board or anything w- like what that. What I'm getting at is the information is not coming from it, the the man making the decision or anyone he's talking to. That's right. Decision. That's right. Cause Mike Bianco, Mike Bianco is not going to talk about this. And I honestly have to admit that we should have asked him after that game three, we should have asked yeah. him because his name has been floated out there as a candidate at LSU. I reported on Friday that it was between him and Cliff Godwin Friday. And then on Monday, you got D one baseball reporting it like it's new. And, it's probably new to them because they don't pay attention to some innocuous dude on the old Miss Spirit in field of two four seven sports. I get that. I'm not knocking them and saying, "Hey, credit me." <laughs> um, but D one baseball came back and reported it, confirmed it, and then the LSU beat jumped on that too. And I'd heard that uh, Ole Miss was, or excuse me, that Mike Bianco was the leading candidate. I mean, a number of guys down there, be it Ron Higgins or whoever it might be, Scott Ravelay, they'd all started to say that. This is the leading candidate here. Mike's become the leading candidate. And I think that the general feeling around Cliff right now is that Cliff doesn't think he's going to get the job. Well, who does that leave it to? And it goes beyond that as well when you think about, okay, where is this going to end up? Who else would it be? And I had a lot of people telling me yesterday, well, they're really swinging for Tony Vitello. I don't I don't believe that. I don't. I, I believe they think that they're swinging for Tony Vitello. I think they think that. I don't think they actually are. Because Tony Vitello has been promised everything at Tennessee. Everything. And I'm not just talking about a pay raise. I mean, they're basically telling him, look, man, we're building a new stadium and you can design the thing. So the idea that LSU is going to be able to say, maybe they can. Maybe that's true. That's the thing when all parties, like you mentioned, aren't really talking about it. They're talking around it. Okay. And another thing that people latched on to as well is that, in the story I wrote, that caused a shitstorm. Let's be real. I mean, it, it just caused a shitstorm. I, I cannot believe that was the story of all the stories I've written <laughs> that caused that. But uh, one of the things I wrote in there was that Mike prefers to stay. It, it's not that I'm set, protecting Mike in any way. I, I, the only reason I know that is because that is his preference. He's more Ole Miss rebel than Tiger at this point in his life. He's been at Ole Miss for over two decades. His uh, roots run deep in the community. His daughter will be a senior at Oxford High School next year. His wife, Cammie, could run for mayor, for Christ's sake. I mean, yeah. they, do, they would prefer to stay. That is true. Uh, but what was left unsaid, I think, is what got lost and is, most, is the most important thing about that story is that Keith never said that Mike will be the head coach at Ole Miss next year or... Uh, we're we're doing everything we can to ensure that Mike is the head coach. Yeah. No one said that. No one has said I, that. I almost texted you when, when I read your story and said, "Never in there did Keith say that's right. We want we want Mike to be back at Ole Miss next year." And I think Keith w- wants Mike back because of course sure. he does. Right? He supports his head coach. He Absolutely. does appreciate the job that Mike did this year because. Take everything else out of it. And I know it's impossible to do because it's 21 years, but take everything else out of it and you just look at this season by itself 
And that was easily one of his best coaching jobs, considering everything they were dealt with. But still, the end result was the same, and that's why we can't take everything else out of it. So from that perspective, we know from talking to Keith, he believes that to be true. So while in 2019, with a team that we all thought should have been in Omaha, gets bounced, gets its ass kicked in the game three, which is pretty much Groundhog's Day at this point, gets his ass kicked in the game three in Super Regional, um, he doesn't roll over the contract acting in an interim capacity and says that Omaha is the mandate. It was a different vibe two years later because, of course, it was when you look at the circumstances. The circumstances of 2019 are much different. They were healthy. They were good. They just got beat. This team, they overachieved in many ways because if I had told you, Colin, before the, before the start of the year when we do our baseball preview, we've done it for how many years now? I, I've lost count. Whenever we do a baseball preview to start the year, and I said, okay, Colin, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen here. Tim is going to tear his ACL. Gunnar Hogan's going to suffer Tommy John. Max Chofey's going to go down to Tommy John. Doug Nikhazy's going to be lost for weeks. Kale Baker, whatever. Kale, Baker, Kale Baker's going to break his hand. Peyton Chatney after opening. Jerion Ely's not going to play. Peyton Chatney is going to go down for weeks after opening weekend. You just said, oh, my God. There are two somewhere, probably. I mean, that's... That's really doing work to be a two. And yet they did everything that they usually do. They hosted a regional. They won that regional. They went to a super. They were one went away from Omaha. But here's the deal with that, too. Even if they'd broken through, I'm not sure that whenever Ole Miss's Omaha run ended, short of a national championship, we're not in this exact same place. I'll ask you this. Um, so we're, we're – and I think this ties together. You you said Mike's preference is to stay at Ole Miss, and, and I'm fully with you there. Yeah. Had they won on Sunday night, we're not discussing in any way Mike's job security. So are we discussing this if they had won on Sunday night? Because he would have been assured he, – he would have felt extremely, extremely secure. And, look, I, what I'm saying is, look, he's not getting fired this year, and he's going to get extended out to four years if he if he decides to come back to Ole Miss. But when we talk about assurances and security, had they won on Sunday night, I'm not sure it would have ever been higher for him. We'll get right back to this rambling edition of Talk of Champions, this Mike Bianco-only edition of Talk of Champions with me and Colin Brister. I have to tell you briefly about BNA Bank and Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford, two proud sponsors of Talk of Champions. Reason number 12 to bank at BNA. We are the bank for Northeast Mississippi. We have one home, Northeast Mississippi. Seeing this local Northeast Mississippi economy thrive and helping the people of our area with their borrowing needs is our only focus. From buying a home to starting your own business, we are the team of local lenders standing ready to make your dreams a reality. BNA Bank. We are the bank of Northeast Mississippi. Member FDIC. An equal housing lender. Finally, at long last, Oxford is getting back to normal. The sun is shining. Those dreary winter months, they're behind us. Better yet, you actually get to experience Ole Miss Athletics events in person. What a world. What better way to get there than in a new car, truck, or Jeep? The only place to go for your next vehicle is Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford, a proud sponsor of Talk of Champions. They'll take care of you. And I know, because I've bought a car there myself. And the experience was too easy. Seamless, even. Their only goal is to get you in the vehicle you've always wanted at a good price. So reach out today. Don't wait. Give them a call. 662-234-8000. That's 662-234-8000. Or stop by and see them in person at 2201 East University Avenue. 
That's 2201 East University Avenue, just past Kroger. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Sheep Ram of Oxford. Let's be friends. Short of a national championship, and he's not dumb. He had known that next year the roster's not going to be as good. They it's fall not. short. They don't go to Omaha. But if they'd have won on Sunday night, they would have gone to Omaha. I know, but even if they'd gone to Omaha, that's what I'm saying. Breaking through and short, but short of national championship, they go and win one game, the Doug game, because that's sure. what they did, and lose two. Come back home this time next year, they fall short of getting to the College World Series. The same gripes come back. The same okay. size that are dug in that Mike Bianco he's, has hit his ceiling come back. Then the narrative changes to, well, the two times he's actually been, it's been one win and two losses. It's just a, something to throw on top of the pile for those people. I don't think anybody is movable on Mike Bianco at this point. I think everything Mike Bianco is just kind of cemented for everybody. If you have an yeah. opinion, your opinion is not going to move anymore. And that's to be expected that's- with a guy that's been in the job for over two decades. That's just what happens. And I get that. But to cling to that particular line, he'd prefer to stay at Ole Miss. Of course he would. His entire life is here. That's all I'm saying. Because yeah. I've been consistent in my reporting since last Wednesday. Last Wednesday, I reported that it was Pat Casey and Cliff Godwin. Well, then LSU not so subtly floated that name publicly through some national media types, got the feedback that they, I think they expected, honestly. Uh, they, they just wanted to test it. They wanted to dip their toes in the water of the Pat Casey idea. They they knew what they were going to get back, mm. and they got exactly what they expected to get back, and Pat Casey fell off. So once all, all these candidates, from O'Sullivan to Pat Casey, uh, Jim Schlossnagel, who didn't want to leave Texas, pick a candidate that LSU had on the board, all these guys started to fall off. The more and more it became obvious that it was Mike or that Mike is the leading guy. But then I had somebody, I had an LSU source who's been right on the whole time. Tell me on Friday. And I posted it on the board. It's Mike and Cliff Godwin. But right now today, there is no momentum for Cliff. So you take all of these things into consideration. Well, what does that point you to? Mike. That's right. Yeah. Um, the thing with Cliff, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, it feels like his name has always been in the conversation at LSU, um, but it's always felt like he was in second place and there yeah. would always be a new first place guy. That's Does right. that make sense? Yeah. I, I knew kind of where you were going with that as you started that, and, and I agree with you. I hadn't thought about it that way, but yeah, every time it's always been somebody in Cliff Godwin, somebody <laughs> in Cliff Godwin. It's never been Cliff Godwin jumping up to the number one spot. Somebody's just taking the number one spot above him. He's always been number two. And uh, Cliff, I don't think, thinks that he's getting the job. So, again, what does that tell you? So, I've been consistent the whole time. I've been consistent the the whole time. And one thing that uh, I think is confusing some people is, okay, well, why is Mike doing player exit interviews? Why is Kate Sammons in the portal? Why are they cutting players? Why are they bringing a player in – um, the Moss kid, the first baseman from Arizona State. Uh, why are they bringing him on campus? Why is he meeting with Keith Carter? Why is he acting normally? Why are they talking about the future? Why are they talking about um, how Ole Miss baseball is going to be moving forward, how they're going to construct the roster if he's leaving? Well, that's just Mike Bianco. He's going to do the job. Yeah. He's yeah. going to do the job uh, until it's not his job anymore. And now that those things 
that were already on the docket. That's why I felt it was important to ask him after the game on Sunday, two things, one, in a respectful manner to get a respectful answer, an actual insightful answer about game three, lack of success, but two, okay, what is the next week like for you? Because then it gives you a peek into what it could be like as far as his consideration for what we know is a candidacy at his alma mater in LSU. But the idea that he was on campus on Tuesday in Baton Rouge, no, he was not in Baton Rouge walking around campus going, oh, look at that. Oh, she's going to tour the facilities. Oh, I've never seen these before. Uh, what, what do we, they know Mike Bianco. All the people involved know Mike Bianco. The vetting that would be involved with Mike Bianco is done. I mean, the the vetting of his background, the vetting of getting to know him personally and references. His references are sitting in the admin office. His references are on the name of the field. Yeah. I mean, come on. Come um, on. Todd. Was- Todd Walker. I, and, and that's a funny thing, man. I, I've been there. I, when I was breaking in, it's different. He's a former player. But when I was breaking in, if you got some little bit of some guy that was – or some person – I don't want to say it's a guy. It could be a guy, girl, whoever. I, uh, but if you get a little snippet of information from somebody who's been right before giving you um, something to run with, then you believe that whatever you get from that person, man, they're dead on. They're, they're the source, right? I'm sure yeah. somebody told him, hey, man, I'm hearing Mike Bianco's on campus. And he just runs with it. New to the game, former player, new to this media game, just runs with it. But you don't understand the storm that creates online. And everything is so online now that – if you say that, of course, people are going to jump all over it. But that's what Keith was talking about when he said bad information out there. He was directly referencing that stuff. Mike being in Baton Rouge earlier this week. Mike expected in Baton Rouge in the next couple of days. He's at the beach until Sunday. The, it's the story, If for the people that could read between the lines correctly, and I, maybe I assume too much, but I think a lot of people did it right. Could read between the lines was what he didn't say about Mike Bianco as our head coach next year. And two, in regards to the beach trip, well, what do you think is going to happen on this beach trip? He's just not going to be sitting around hanging, hanging out in a beach chair, soaking in the sun. LSU is going to be talking to him. That's what's going to be happening. And I think Glenn Gilbo, to bring it back to Glenn, who's, Done good reporting on this, safe for saying he expected him. Well, he could be in Baton Rouge in the yeah. next 24 to 48 hours. So I'll take him back. Say. <laughs> I'll take him back. He might be going down for an interview, I guess. Or but, to uh, take the job. He's not going to go interview in Baton Rouge. What, if he goes, Yeah, I know. If he goes to Baton Rouge, he is going to take the job, period. Yeah. Right? Um, it's it's interesting you bring up that press conference because I, I thought that press conference after that game game three was interesting in a lot of ways because like you said the question you asked hey what, what what's the plan for the next week what are you going to be doing and I thought and then this is a little bit off topic I thought Mike handled that game three question pretty well he handled it great he really did yeah. and, and I was surprised because look it, it's stupid that we have to kind of phrase things in a way that will keep Mike from going very Mike Sure. In terms of his answer to where he becomes snarky or I don't know what you're getting at or tries to figure out what the angle is. He knew what the angle was. He knew what the question was and that it had to be asked. So for him to acknowledge that and not to say he, he goes, Hey Ben, uh, no, what does he say? I don't know, Ben, 
um, you put it, you put it in a nice way or something like that. Yeah. It's no secret. We've struggled. in. Yeah. You, you said it in a nice way. I, I did. I didn't want to go, Hey man, you're one in five in supers. What the hell is wrong with you? I mean, that's not, I know message boarders would want you to just yell that kind of stuff at them. And I get your frustration there, but in this job, that's not how you're going to get the answer that you're looking for. Basically, yeah. you're just looking for a moment of gotcha crap to Mike Bianca. Well, that's not going to work. I actually need an answer so I can write it in his story. So I try to frame it in that way. And he answered it really well. And that told me a couple of things. One that yes, he recognizes his shortcomings, but two, he's really reflective right now. And yeah, we yeah. can talk about him doing the job and finishing the job and everyone saying he's acting like a coach at staying, but the way he was talking that night sounded reflective of someone who understood that maybe the future was no longer at Ole Miss. He was yeah. acting very contemplative in everything yeah. he said. Hey, he would, he was going through the Rolodex of history in so many ways. He just had a very, um, cool and, and calm and kind of somber temperament to him. And that was different because you're not used to seeing that from him. And that's exactly what you got. So I, I think it was of a coach that knew he was going into the week of the biggest decision he's made in 20 years. The 2006 decision to turn down LSU was different than this one. This one's much different. This yeah. one is if he's looking out for himself and security, I think it's easy to argue that the security now is at LSU. Yeah, easily. Um, you know, and, and what sucks for Mike, and, and you're right, is when you look back at these super regionals that they lost, it's like, yeah, you can point to something where if Mike does this different, he doesn't butt Logan Power, maybe he throws Zach Phillips or whatever. It's like maybe they win this game, and you just look out at this one's like, I don't know what the hell else this guy could have done. Um, but you're right. It, it, it did seem more reflective. And, and frankly, the opening press conference on, I guess, Thursday, he kind of seemed a little bit different, kind of seemed a little bit jovial. Now, in saying that, you know, it's, it's hard for me to – because I think there is real – legitimacy to the fact that I don't think before Monday or Tuesday, he had, well, maybe even not even then maybe Wednesday that he has not had real conversations with LSU um, about taking this. I think he always knew that this would be an opportunity. I think it would be silly to, to say otherwise, but I think, you know, when we talk about the actual acceptance of a job or, or not accepting a job, I feel like those conversations probably had not started until at least maybe Wednesday or so. Is that fair? I mean, I was told at the Rebel Road Trip by a couple of people that Mike had told Keith that he hadn't even talked to LSU yet. I mean, you can believe that or not. I kind of do because, again, too. with the way Mike operates, it's practically and professionally, and he's going yep. to do the job that he was hired to do until the task is done. Well, the task was, number one, player exit interviews. Number two, host the visitor. Number three, meet with his AD. Well, then those tasks were done. And him and Cammie headed out to Orange Beach to their condo to enjoy some rest and relaxation and probably some phone calls from LSU. Yeah, I think that's probably when this gets started. Um, and it's and, and it's tough, if I'm sure, for Mike, man, because, you know, like you said, this is he wants to stay in Oxford. He's got a daughter that's going to be a senior at Oxford High School. Um, you know, it's but in the same I mean do the math, man. I mean, I don't know how buyouts work. Um, if, if it's a hundred percent guaranteed or whatever, but 
he's guaranteed, you know, $1.2 million from Ole Miss next year or somewhere around that. And if he gets fired, you know, I don't know what the, the standard will be to, you know, stay or not after next year, but if he gets fired, I'm sure, you know, a lot of the, the guaranteed money it, at least is cut by 40% or so. And then if he goes to LSU, man, I mean, he's getting at least three years and, and that's if it goes to crap. And let's just be honest, Mike Bianco's not taking LSU and turning it to crap. Right. So the assurances of, of LSU are just so much more, but you know, he has to weigh that against how much do I really want to stay in this place that I've been 21 years. And I think if you answer, if you asked him, honestly, the answer is a lot. Like he really wants to stay there. Um, so he's got to weigh the assurances of LSU versus how much he wants to stay in Oxford. Um, and look, th- these are competitive people too, right? Like Mike's not just going to stay in Oxford the next year thinking, well, this is my last year. No, he's going to do everything he can to get to the College World Series. And we've kind of been here before, if you think about it, um, not from the LSU job standpoint. But in 2014, he was under a ton of pressure to get to the College World Series. And lo and behold, he got that team to the College World Series. Um, so I think Mike in the back of his mind believes that he can get, you know, a team to the college world series next year, but he has to weigh that versus the reality of if he doesn't, what might happen? The signs of summer are here, freshly mowed grass days in the water at the ballpark and all the rest on the golf course. Well, that's how we do it over here at Oxford and Ole Miss anyway. And PXG golf apparel is here to make sure you're locked and loaded for round after round at university course or Oxford country club. PXG has taken its mission to create the most high-quality, high-performance golf clubs in the game to their new line of apparel as well. With PXG Apparel, there's something for everyone. From pants, polos, and sweaters to hats, joggers, and skirts. You'll usually find me with a hat on my head, and PXG has nailed the fitted breathable. And my navy goes with pretty much anything. So don't wait another second. Elevate your style game on and off the course with the PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com slash TOC and use promo code TOC for Talk of Champions at checkout to save 10% on all apparel. That's pxg.com slash TOC, code TOC for Talk of Champions to save 10% on apparel. PXG, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions podcast network. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. And in 2014, they busted through, and I felt like this year was just like that, and they didn't. Yeah, And it sucks that it was this team only because of what they went through, but still the mandate was for this year, it felt like make it to Omaha or you would end up in the exact place we're in now to where we're all talking about the job security of Mike Bianco. And it's the perfect storm for him for LSU. And I don't want to talk about that in just a second. You're listening to Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. Sleep deprived Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. He's Colin Bristrack, Colin Brister, Bradley South, former Ole Miss offensive lineman, eight-year NFL vet. He will be back next week. We were going to do the second podcast together once I expected uh, the resolution to the Mike Bianco saga to be done as early as Wednesday, probably by Thursday, but nothing has happened, and uh, we're waiting. We're just in a waiting game, so... Brad will be back next week because we just couldn't plan around things. We don't have a guest today, if you haven't noticed. 
Usually I have a guest for every single show. Y'all can rely on that. But today you just get me and Colin talking about the number one topic of the day. If you haven't already subscribed, rate, review, talk of champions in iTunes. And when you do, please leave a five-star review. It does not matter what you say. You could say that I am a douchebag, that I am an idiot, that I am a fanboy, a dumbass. You can say any of these things. I'm totally okay with it, just as long as it's five stars. Also available in SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. If you just simply search Talk of Champions, we'll be there. Our title sponsor is Thomas Chandler of Modern Woodman. Are you tired of working 9 to 5 for 40 hours every week just to make money for someone else? Well, our phone line sponsor, our title sponsor, Thomas Chandler of Modern Woodman, is looking to hire new financial representatives here in Mississippi. And no background experience is necessary, but you do have to be a resident of Mississippi. And what he's looking for is someone who's highly self-motivated and wants to make a difference in the lives of others. A full-time position comes with benefits such as health insurance, a matching 401k, and a pension plan. For more information, you college student right out of college and looking for a job right now, you'd be dumb not to call Thomas. So for more information, feel free to reach out to Thomas through Facebook or his number at 662-296-0186. That's 662 296 But when you think about Mike having to weigh the job security at LSU and Ole Miss, at LSU, it seems pretty obvious, like you said, that he's locked in for at least three years and is a regular season power, which is what he made Ole Miss, and they were a regular season power. They believe at LSU that they have the resources to push him over the top, and that's all he needs is the LSU resources. And I know a lot of Ole Miss fans scoff at that, understandably so, but that's LSU. They believe they have the superior program and resources that they can get him over the top. At Ole Miss – Every single year you fall short, like I said, the the same gripes and the same complaints and the same, um, not haters, because it's not haters, it's just people that are frustrated with a program they believe, the one program on campus they believe that can legitimately win a national championship, falling short, well short of the expectation of winning a national championship. Besides women's golf. I want to make that clear. When I'm talking about the only sport, I'm talking about the big three when sure. I say these things. I'm not trying to knock anybody else. I promise. You know, I'm not trying to short the women's golf team. Uh, I think I covered it for a little bit on this uh, podcast, just how big of an accomplishment that was. So don't want to short them. But when I say the sport on campus, I'm talking about football, sure. basketball, or baseball. And it's unique as Ole Miss in that it's one of the few schools, not just in the SEC, but in the country, where baseball is number two. Baseball is number two. And Ole Miss fans really care. Now, I think the 12,000 people that 12,000 fans that pack Swayze Field every single game, not every game, because really the grandstands aren't filled up till a big weekend like the Grove Bowl or the postseason. But right field's filled up, left field's always filled up. It's so it could, they can enjoy the social experience. It's more of a social event than it is they're there for the baseball. So right field, they're there to have a Grove-like experience in the summer and the spring. In left field, parents can go allow their kids to play together, have fun on the playground while they get shit-canned. That's what the experience is for them. It's not to just watch the baseball. The baseball is kind of a sideshow until the postseason. Then they get serious. The grandstands are full, standing room standing room only. People are packing in and, and wanting to see Ole Miss just go out and win ball games and get to Omaha. Um, but all that aside, Mike understands, I think, that this is the last opportunity he has to go back. In 2006, when he turned him down, he said, and I quote, and he said this off the record, but I can quote it now because, I mean, there's got to be a statute of limitations to this kind of stuff, right? 15 years should be it. I mean, that should be okay. 
He said, that's the last chance I'm going to get to go back to my alma mater. Well, here we are in 2021. He's got that second chance, and it couldn't come at a better time considering fan sentiment. But I don't know how you gauge it because I don't know if – and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. You tell me this. There's no way to quantify – how much of a pushback to Mike Bianco there is because you can get caught up in this day and age of being inundated with 50 people on Twitter and that feeling like a thousand or reading 200 message board posts and that feeling like 20,000. But I think 12,000 people at Pac Swayze Field, the vast majority are totally fine with Mike Bianco because of what Ole Miss baseball is to them. But for the people that are very online, the vast majority, I think it's pretty obvious at this point, are ready to move on. So not being able to quantify that and also knowing that Mike Bianco, the perfect storm has come to allow him not only to really entertain this, but for him to be the top candidate at LSU at the perfect time. We all know what's coming, or we think we do. It's the NCAA. Who can guess? But we all expect some bad stuff to hit LSU and all its Title IX problems that it has. They're looking for a clean coach. Mike Bianco runs a clean program. A winning coach. Mike Bianco has built a regular season power. And it doesn't hurt that he's an LSU guy. And he's got support of Skip and Ben McDonald and all those guys that are pushing him. And it's the perfect storm. So a lot of the guys that would otherwise be better candidates, like O'Sullivan and his background, failed his background. Um, Pat Casey failed his background for obvious reasons. I mean, they knew that. That was just dumb, the whole idea. You re- you really going to hire pa- Pat Casey? I mean, dude's 63 years old. Mike's 54. He could spend yeah. 10 years at LSU, and he'll finally be of the, of the age of Pat Casey. So it's all kind of a perfect, you know, the stars aligning for Mike to be able to do this, to get a second chance to go back. Um, he's more rebel than Tiger at this point in his life. That's fair to say. But considering... Yeah what he would have coming back for Ole Miss and all the pressure that comes with it and knowing what the mandate is, instead of getting a reset at his alma mater, it's the best break for all parties involved if it does happen, which I think it does happen. Glenn Gilbo, I think you told me before, before we sat down to record because I hadn't read anything. I woke up at 10 o'clock today. I'm not ashamed of that. Y- y'all can say, man, that's lazy. I don't care. I was tired. I Glenn, can confirm you were tired. I was tired. Glenn Gilbo, I think you told me reported before uh, we sat down, that he's 85 to 90% sure Mike is going to be hired in the next 24 hours. That would not surprise me. No one surprised me at all. And then where does Ole Miss turn? Because I still think this ends in the same place that I said I thought it's going to end since, I don't know, you tell me. I've, I've been talking to you more than anybody off the phone. How many, how many, how many days have been saying this? Probably since uh, Monday. Monday, for at least at least Monday, maybe Sunday and Saturday. I don't know. I mean, we talked a lot on uh, last Thursday <laughs> before the Super Regional. <laughs> we did. <laughs> if, oh, if something breaks, God. you'll see what we were talking about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would say that this ends exactly where we've been talking about for a week that it ends. I, I, I still believe that, that Mike goes to LSU, but the, there's no guarantee. And if he does get higher in the next – 28 to 48 hours, whatever it is from Glenn as Glenn's reporting great reporter down there at LSU, then that would make a lot of sense. That would, that would make a lot of sense because now the tasks at Ole Miss, they're all done and he's at the beach and he could just be with him and his wife. They can have their conversations. I know Cami would prefer not to leave Mm -hmm. again. She's an institution just as much as Mike Bianco in this community. Everybody loves Cami. I wouldn't kid when I said she could run for mayor. She would get elected. (laughs) She would absolutely get elected. 
and he's going to be talking to LSU down there, and they could come to an agreement. He doesn't have to go on campus to do that. If he makes it to that campus, it's because he's been hired as the next head coach at LSU. He's doing an introductory press conference. And I just don't know who else it would be at this point. That's that's kind of – so So the Gilbo thing I want to make clear. I, I got a text message that said he he said on Bo Bowne's show that he was 85 to 90% sure Mike would be hired as the next LSU coach. I did not hear it, so if that's off, please, uh, I'll give you my friend's number. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, don't blame uh, us. Don't blame us. Blame that yeah. dude, whoever that is. But yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, it's – it's it's a decision that he's going to have to make, and if he he shows up at LSU, it's it's an introductory press conference most likely. Um, that's the thing is like who else is there? It's it's Godwin or it's Vitello or it's Mike at this point, right? Like I don't I don't know the name past that. I mean past that we're talking about Josh Holiday at Oklahoma State. Um, Dan Heifner at Dallas Baptist isn't taking that. I don't, Dan McDonald's I'm, not taking it. No. Um, so. I mean, we're literally running out of candidates at this point. And if we want to do the Vitello thing, okay. But realize that he's about to spend a week, uh, maybe more, because that team's really good They're in good. middle America. Yeah. Um, so now we're going to wait two weeks to hire a baseball coach? No. Um, after your baseball coach retired in May? Like, at that point, doesn't your AD look incompetent? I I, I don't know. It's uh, it's. And this is costing I, 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 Ole Miss no time. No time. No. Because no. the guys they would target are still exactly where they were. Well, you can't ago. hire both of them, you know, yeah. like you can't hire Mike and Cliff Godwin. So yeah, and that's the thing about the story <laughs> yesterday. I mean, what did you expect Keith to do? He had to show public support of Mike Bianco, and I think he does support Mike Bianco. Sure, and he would be perfectly fine having Mike Bianco back as his head coach. But really, that story was about the false information out there, specifically the Todd Walker stuff. I mean, a lot of this has been filled with a bunch of nonsense. And I'm not knocking guys. I'm, not, I'm really not because I have a ton of respect for everybody in my field. I, I really do. Far be it for me. I'm, I'm a dumbass, man. Like, far be it for me to claim I'm better than anybody. I'm not. I mean, these guys work hard, and I'm sure that a lot of them thought what they were reporting was right. But it, a lot of it wasn't. And especially where Mike Bianco was, like being in Baton Rouge on Tuesday, he wasn't. And I know that because not only was he doing exit interviews with particular players, I know he was doing exit interviews with, but he was hosting a prospect for a visit that had been scheduled a long time ago. So I, he's going to do the a, job. I made a tweet making fun of it, and his son all but confirmed in the replies that he was he was not in Baton Rouge on Monday and Tuesday. Um, yeah, no. Nah, the Gilbo thing, I give a little bit of a pass because what he said was Mike Bianco is expected in LSU. Yeah, now that can be interpreted differently knowing what we yeah. know now. You yeah. Know? yeah. You know, so, yeah, maybe he is expected on campus to interview on Friday. But if he's but that's why Keith needs to clarify, and that's why I felt the need, felt compelled to drive over to Tupelo sure. and get him on record about that. Just what, what are you saying? What are you thinking he's saying here? What, what do you believe him to be saying there? And then it made sense once he said his quote. And yet the things people latched onto was just the fact that I write shitty a lot of the time because I'm tired. <laughs> tired. Being tired is not an excuse for being a crappy writer, but I, I really flubbed that up. And that's on me. Um, that mini freak out was on me. But I think about it like this. Like Mike would never want his legacy. And, and whether you're the biggest Mike Bianco detractor ever, you've got to acknowledge that as far as Ole Miss is concerned, he's a legend. Absolutely. 100%. So he never would want his legacy to be tainted by an ugly split. 
And this is in no way close to an ugly split if he's leaving, which I think he's no. ultimately going to do. And make no mistake here, this is not a foregone conclusion. He very well could end up deciding, I want to stay, betting on Absolutely. myself. This is my home. My wife is comfortable here. My parents live here. Her parents live here. We're just entrenched in this community. That could all be true, and that could all come to fruition. But right now, as we're recording this, it feels like this ends up in the exact same place we believe, we've believed it's going to end up uh, for a long time now. But Ole Miss is his program. His name is synonymous with anything and everything Ole Miss baseball. But yeah. LSU provides the out, the soft, the soft landing for everybody involved. Ole Miss can pursue any coach of its choosing as long as Mike leaves under his own volition to go to LSU. And we're talking about Dan McDonald, Cliff Godwin. And, and Ole Miss can do that without guilt or threat of a Mike Bianco loyalist like a Dan McDonald, not picking up the phone because of the university's treatment of a living legend. They, they can feel like they can call Dan, and Dan, I know from talking to a number of different people, would be more than receptive to Ole Miss. Now, Dan has turned down Mississippi State. Dan has turned down Texas. Turned down Florida. Turned down Florida. I think LSU approached him this cycle. He, he had no interest in it. He's got a kid that's attending Ole Miss right now. Not that that means much of anything. Him I and Chris Lamonis are one. best men in each other's weddings. Yeah. I think he's the godfather to Chris's son. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, like you said, he's got one at Ole Miss. Um, yeah, it's uh, he would he would absolutely be interested. And so I'll ask you this, and this is maybe – And Ole Miss has the financial resources and absolutely. wherewithal to go get him. And that's a big concern a lot of people – had uh, when I was talking to him earlier in the week, they're like, oh, wait, 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 he's on a 10 year contract. No, I had one person that the only person that really matters in this particular discussion say, no, if, if we want to go get him, we'll go get him. <laughs> um, and you know, it's so part of this, and this may be a little conspiratorial, but I don't think part of this, if you're Keith, right? Like you have to, even if Mike wants to leave, like you have to pretend or not pretend, but you got to make sure that it's not, Hey, yeah, please go. Like you can't do that and then say, "Oh, I want to go hire Dan McDonald." Yeah, because if right. you, you know, if you tell Mike, "Hey, get out, please go," like, well, he's good. he does have a cell phone, I presume. Um, he's gonna call McDonald, and I would presume tell him that, and then you're up, you know, the creek. I, I think there is a part of this where Keith has to, even if he would prefer Mike go to LSU and him hire Mike or uh, Dan McDonald. I don't know if that's what he wants or not, but even if it is, like, you have to play it somewhat coy that you know, Hey, we would love to have you back. Even if, even if what you want is to hire the guy at Louisville. And you have to show the public support of your head Absolutely. coach, your sitting head coach, your legendary head coach. And that's exactly what he did. I mean, and there's a chance that if Mike inevitably ends up at LSU, that almost takes a step back, that the steadiness, the remarkable steadiness of the last two plus decades gives way to higher peaks and deeper valleys, but there's a chance that it doesn't. And it's a chance, even if it goes the other way, that many are past ready to take. And that I get. So, yeah. You know, you talked about, it's funny, you talk about reading message boards and Twitter or whatever, and you don't know how many people are on Mike's side and, and how many people are, you know, ready to it's move on. It's just hard to gauge because Twitter's but, not real life. You know? Right. But happy people don't talk that much. You know, the, the, the people that talk a lot are pissed off. And I'm not saying they shouldn't or should be pissed off. But you're going to read more people that are pissed off than you are happy. Like, you know, for me, I have very little issue with Mike. I, I 
would prefer he stay. Um, I'm not going to go expose that all over message boards or Twitter or whatever, but the people that, and I understand their point of view, uh, that want him to move on are, are going to express that a lot more than someone like me that would kind of hope he stays. Going to finish up this long-winded, hour-long edition of Talk of Champions, Mike Bianco-only edition of Talk of Champions with me and Colin Brister after I tell you briefly about Chinese Pharmacy, another proud sponsor of Talk of Champions. Oxford, Mississippi is always at its best in the spring and summer. The sun is shining, the square is popping, and you actually now get to go back to Ole Miss Athletics events in person. What could be better? But the only way to truly enjoy everything that Oxford and Ole Miss has to offer is to make sure you're still taking care of yourself, keeping yourself safe, and that you have a pharmacy you know you can trust. Well, there's only one pharmacy in Oxford, Mississippi that can do just that. Cheney's Pharmacy, a locally owned pharmacy that's been in Oxford for over 40 years, as red and blue as the rebels themselves. Cheney's Pharmacy offers prescription synchronization, immunizations, compounding, a two-lane drive-through and available hours that ensure your needs are met on your own time. Cheney's also accepts all third-party insurance. Cheney's Pharmacy provides the best customer service out there, hands down, it's not close. So give Cheney's a call, 662-234-7221, or go visit them at 501 Bramlett Boulevard, that's right off of University Avenue. They're open 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Monday through Saturday, 1 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Sundays. You can visit them online at cheneyspharmacy.com. Make sure your pharmacy is one you can trust. Cheney's Pharmacy, much more than just a pharmacy. It was funny. I, I made a mission after the whole Twitter freakout about he was at the beach. So it's been a long week. I'm beyond tired. That's no excuse for shitty riding. To clarify, the Biancos own a beach condo they go to at the end of every season, whenever that is. The mini freakout from some is on me. My bad. I just thought I was kind of owning something. This is Twitter in a nutshell. Jay Elise at Rebel at Rev Elvis 32. Ben, you're a good rider and you do a good job. That said, you'd be happier if you were a little less thin skinned. Oh, I never thought about it that way. No kidding. <laughs> I'm not thin-skinned. A little high-strung? Yeah, probably so. Probably especially so. right now. Yeah, right, right, right now. I mean, I think in you know my entire life, I've been a little high-strung. It kind of goes with the well, whole battle I called of you mental yesterday. health. I, I guess inside baseball, I called you yesterday, and it was, uh, I was like, hey, what are you hearing? Because I had heard something, and you are like, you're not even going to buy me dinner first? <laughs> I'm like, well, that's where we are. And no foreplay? Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's just jump right into it. And the thing about old Mrs. Search, if it happens, is I don't think it'll last long, but it'll still become a month-long process of coverage because you're not only covering the next head coaching hire and who it's going mm -hmm. to be, but now you're talking about the assistants. If he keeps a Carl Lafferty, a Mike Clement, uh, you're talking about kids staying or going. The one-time penalty-free transfer is in effect here. You're going to be washing out for guys that maybe follow Mike Bianco to LSU. That's what I'm curious about because one thing in college baseball, it's different in recruiting. When a guy commits, all the other schools with a gentleman's agreement back off. Yeah. Um, but now I'll you're going to start seeing a little poaching. I'll present this argument, maybe. So if it's, you know, and we don't know what Mike's going to do. I, I, I certainly don't. But let's pretend for, you know, this hypothetical sake that he does go. Most of these guys are off playing spring or summer ball or whatever. It's going to be kind of. Wouldn't you think hard to recruit them somewhere else if they can't come visit the campus or can't come see the coaches because they're playing summer ball? Yeah, I don't know how you do that. It's kind of what I, I mean. 
once these guys go to Cape Cod, it's kind of hard to leave Massachusetts to go visit, I don't know, Texas or something. I wonder what John Rice Plumley's doing. I doubt he's playing. I, I would figure he's over there in the IPF. No, I don't he know is. That. He is. Yeah. Talked to Lane Kiffin yesterday. Met him for the first time in person after covering for, him for a year. I'm like, hey, hey, Lane, Ben Garrett, uh, I've covered you all year, but we haven't met him face-to-face. And he just goes, hey. That <laughs> 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 was perfect. Oh, that was so good. Uh, hey. Uh, and anyway, I asked him about John Rice, and he said that they talked and keep it between them. But I think the the – most notable thing is he thinks that there's going to be an answer in the next couple of days. Okay. I know this. John Rice Plumley could go to Hattiesburg right now and be the starting quarterback for those Southern Miss Golden Eagles. He could be, but he also and the and, and I don't know how much this matters to him. You don't think Scott Barry would start him in the outfield? I absolutely do. But I was going to say there's a real opportunity for him to be the old Miss's starting right fielder next year. So how much does that matter for him? I don't know. Depends on how much he wants to be a quarterback, and that's what he wants to be a quarterback. Sure. I think his role offensively would be pretty extensive, but not extensive enough to where I, I saw Lane force feed the ball to Elijah Moore last year, which made me extremely happy. Um, I feel like he could uh, he could make that happen with John Rice and Jerry on pretty. It's easily. a little bit different though, force feeding Elijah and force feeding John Rice ball. Well, sure, 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 sure. <laughs> but there are ways to get him the football. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, they'd use him in a Percy Harvin type way. I'm not saying he's Percy Harvin, but no, just think no. that kind of role that he would play. That's that's kind of what he would do. But I don't know what's going to happen with John Rice Plumley. I will say this, though. I mean, when you look at the roster construction for next year, they kind of need him. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely they do. Absolutely. Somebody um, was asking me, okay, what's going on with Tim Elko and Kevin Graham and Justin Bench on the board? They asked me this last night, and I was like, I didn't have an answer for him. Hayden Leatherwood. Yeah. I think Hayden Leatherwood returns, but Tim yeah. Elko and Kevin Graham, that's all completely up in the air. Because the problem with Tim Elko is he gets drafted in the 15th round. Yeah. Well, that means that a team views him as a top six to eight round guy they're getting in the 15th. They're going to let him get healed up, pay him a buff slot, let him heal, and then see if that slugging potential, that oppo power plays, and if he can play a premium position at first or third base. And then Kevin so, Graham, I think, being best friends with Tim Elko, he's kind of got the Coles, the Cole Zabowski problem where he can't really raise his profile anymore. So if he gets drafted in those mid-teen rounds, then he goes because you're not going to do much better than that. He has no position. And those two guys yeah. are best friends. Now, if one of them comes back, I think it's far more likely that both of them come back than just one of them come back. So it's either both come back or both go. Yeah, Justin Bench. I don't know if Justin Bench even gets drafted. Maybe it's really, really late. I, I think Justin Bench is just a really good college baseball player. Yeah, I think that's the perfect way to describe him. He's a really good college baseball player. Kind of seems like Will Golson in a way. Yeah. Um, yeah. The the thing with Tim is right. Like, it, let's say Tim has this surgery on I don't know July first. He, he's not going to be ready come February fourteenth, is he? That's five and a half months. I'm trying to do the math in my head. I I don't know. Well, six How long does ACL recovery take, surgery recovery take? Well, I mean, I'll, I'll say this. Kyle Schwarber um, from the Cubs tore his in April and was not able to get into the field in October when he DH'd in the World Series. Yeah. And that's six months. Yeah. I mean, he's going to need a full six months. Yeah. I mean, I guess he didn't six look right be... either at the end of the year now. No, he was hurting in yeah. Arizona. Arizona uh, had a strategy too. Oh, Tim Elko can't reach. We're just going to pound him away. 
I didn't think about that. They did that to him. That was the yeah. absolute scouting report. I think Jay Johnson, is that the name of the Arizona head coach? Yeah. All these names are running together at this point. If y'all can't tell, this is the most drained podcast. You probably think I sound like a dead person. <laughs> Come alive just to talk on a podcast today. I'm not asking for sympathy. I just can't sleep. Um, but Tim Elko, yeah. I mean, Jay Johnson said it, I think, that their strategy was he can't reach to the outer half of the plate. So we just pounded him away. Or we intentionally walked him. <laughs> yeah. And it worked. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's I didn't think about that. That's There's really nothing to... they could have done on Sunday to win that game. No. I I mean, I'll be completely honest with you, and I can't ever prove this because I'm saying it in our group. I told you beforehand, though, that you were too cocky about that game. Well, yeah, I was. But, I well, the reason was I thought Ole Miss could hit because I watched them score 12 runs, and I'm like, oh, they can hit enough to where they can win this baseball game. But I, I can go find the screenshots and provide it. Once I saw what they did to Doug, on Saturday and how hard he had to work. I'm like, I don't know how Ole Miss is getting 27 outs. They may have to score 15, but I thought they could do it too, because I saw them assault, you know, Arizona's second best pitcher. I'm like, well, they may can score enough to do it. But I, I knew quickly, like they're going to have to score a ton of runs. That's why I had so little issue starting Broadway. It's like, man, maybe they can get out to a lead. Maybe those guys freak out, but I don't know how Ole Miss is going to get outs without giving up runs too consistently in this game three. Every single guy that Mike went to. See, if you're one of those people that said, okay, Doug Nikhazy was a left-hander, start Jackson Kimbrell. They struggled with the left-hander and let him pound him with breaking balls. Well, they pounded him. Yeah. Go with Jack Doherty. Get, let him give you four because Taylor Broadway, it's just different starting compared to closing, which I disagree with. I think pitching is pitching, and he's, he could just as yeah. well be a good opener as he is a closer. They pounded Jack Doherty. My guy, Jack Frickin' well, for Doherty. three innings. The first three innings, Broadway was as good as you got. Yeah, like good. he gave up three runs in three innings, and that was better than most guys that took them out. Absolutely. And if that can't get <laughs> you in the game, I mean, at that point, you're hoping Ole Miss has scored six runs. You're Five. up six three. Yeah. Because that's kind of what happened on Saturday. Mike was just trying to recreate Saturday. Let me go with the one guy that can fire up my entire team, Taylor Broadway. He hadn't pitched. Of course you start yeah. Taylor Broadway. There was no other option. He's the guy that could help you recreate that magic. But Arizona was having none of that. They hit everything, <laughs> everything and everyone. And everyone that said, well, I'm, you should have started Kimbrell. Well, then Kel Kimbrell got shelled. You start, should have started Jack Doherty. Well, Doherty got shelled. Drew McDaniel got shelled. Brandon I mean, Johnson got yeah. shelled. Drew McDaniel got I mean, everybody got shelled. 16 to 3 is 16 to 3. Ain't one person responsible for 16 to 3. No, no. Other than the um, offense just absolutely – Laying down. Yeah. Yeah. The the offense, I mean, and I don't want to rehash too much, the, but the offense where it got in trouble was those first three to four innings where it's, hey, it's three to one. Could you maybe score? You <laughs> score know, score a and, couple, and, put a little pressure on them. <laughs> you know, and, and they once don't he got score. to five to one, it felt like 10 to 10 to one. It could have been I felt 20 like to one. if they could have got off the field at five to one, they had a shot. And once it, once it went past that, I'm like, well, they're dead. Yeah, it was done. I mean, put a fork in them. Yeah. I felt like at five to one, hey, this offense can score five quick. And then <laughs> 10 to one, I'm like, well, I know they came back from 11 nothing and 9 1 against LSU, but uh, this ain't them. This has been a very rambling podcast. So, what's the too long didn't read of this podcast? Uh, we both think Mike is going to LSU, but it's not official yet. Yeah, it's about right. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked, nor would you, if he is back at Ole Miss. But I think no. if we both had to bet, he would be at LSU next year. Yep. 
Let's do this. Like that for me since Monday, Tuesday. People are going to ask this question. I don't know. What is your percentage chance that if he does, Dan McDonald would take the shot? 65%. Okay. I think I'll go a little lower just because I'm a little cynical. I'll go 55. But I yeah. was higher yesterday and had somebody tell me different. Well, not tell me All different. Right. Talk me down to say you're being a little too confident with that. I okay. feel really confident in that sourcing, though, man. So I was like going, oh, man, I think it's like 76%. And they're like, that's really specific. 76% <laughs> is really specific, Ben. Pretty hot, too. So I went, yeah, okay, fine. 65%. <laughs> I really think Dan's going to take the job if it becomes open. And we both think it's going to become open. Yeah. I think Dan takes, I think Dan is ready to move. It's curious though, that he's turned down so many different overtures from other schools. And that makes people go on in other places, on other beats, um, sure. other fan bases. Why Ole Miss? Well, Ole Miss is uniquely different for Dan. He's got a kid there too. Um, I'll ask this and, and call me crazy. I don't care. Do you think there's a part of Mike that if he does go to LSU, kind of won't stand to take this job because I, look he's a human being he doesn't want if he goes to lsu this program to go to hell in a handbag no he's he does not want what he's built for 21 years to fall apart yeah. absolutely not he's the one that built the castle that laid this strongly built foundation he doesn't want to see it crumble he's not a vindictive guy no. he's not going to want to just leave this place to crumble in spite that's not how he wants he doesn't want his legacy to be remembered for a messy divorce yeah he wants the divorce think, if it happens to be amicable. I think there's a part of him that would like Dan to take this job if he did go. You think they've had conversations, not respect? I don't know. I wouldn't be shocked. I wonder how that works because I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure it happens in football. I'm sure it happens a little bit. I know it happens in basketball. Here's a good example. When Andy Kennedy resigned, he knew he was getting fired. And I love, mm-hmm. I love AK. He was great. He's, he was great to me, great to me this day. He was a friend. He's a good buddy. Great dude. But the idea that Andy Kennedy made some type of sacrifice <laughs> by stepping away is absurd. He didn't lose his buyout. He didn't lose any of the money. He just knew he was going to be fired, and it was better to resign and step away than to have a messy end to what was a very successful run, the most consistent run in Ole Miss basketball history as far as consistent winning. Of course, the gripes were the NCAA tournament appearances lack thereof. So Kind of similar here, right? Different because Mike Bianco's gone further every single year, but the ceiling, having reached a particular ceiling, yes, that's where it's the same. The ceilings were different, much different, but they were ceilings all the same. So, the ceilings have been met in the minds of many Ole Miss fans. So sure. in that respect, yeah. So uh, Andy Kennedy, after he's stepped away, he's spending some time to hang out with his wife and his kids and just do his thing, go lounge on the beach. He was doing all this stuff. But any particular candidate that was reached out to by Ole Miss, specifically Tom Crean, they were calling Andy Kennedy. And Andy really? Kennedy, yeah, oh yeah. Tom Crean called Andy Kennedy. And Andy Kennedy told him the truth. He said, uh, it's a good job. It's a hard job. And he explained the difficulties. He explained why they can succeed, why you're going to struggle, why it's going to be hard in certain respects. And Tom Crean's response was, oh, so it's 14 out of 14 in the SEC. And Andy <laughs> goes, I didn't say that. He's like, oh, that's, that's what I got out of that. That's what I got out of that. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to entertain Ole Miss. <laughs> it's true. It's a true story. So, I mean, I know it happens in other sports. I don't know if it happens 
in baseball. And I don't think that like Mike Bianco and, and Dan McDonald are in any way scheming. Okay, no. I'm going to take LSU. You take Ole Miss. All right, we're all good. I just think there's part of Mike that would prefer that. Yeah, I think he wants one of his guys. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. I think that that's why I think the search would go really quickly. Yeah, Dan, be two guys, Dan, and yes one of them no. take it. Yeah, and in our hot board that we we're gonna put up on the Ole Miss Spirit, right? It's the top obvious candidates, Dan and Cliff. Everything that comes after that, I, I just I don't know how much stock you got to put into it. To be honest with you, I mean they're in house candidates. Yeah, there's Mike and there's Carl, but Ole Miss isn't gonna hire Michael Carl. No. And we can talk uh, about Butch Thompson and your boy from Oklahoma State. Yeah. I don't think it would get that far. I don't either. I don't think it would get past Cl- Cliff Godwin. Yeah. yeah but then yeah. it becomes, okay, who does Cliff keep? Does Cliff keep Carl? Who does he bring his other assistants? I mean, does Austin Knight come back as his ops guy? Yeah. Colby Bortles in, is on that staff. Yeah. Colby Bortles could be one of his ops guys or his ops guy. Uh, you can see it all Ole Miss staff. You there know, you it, it could be a pretty – uh Pretty crazy deal. Oh God, that would be such a message board thing. Yeah. Uh, just you, you hired all the Ole Miss guys. All the <laughs> Ole Miss fans that hate the. He's got to be a rebel. He's got to be a rebel. And I hate that too. I yeah, just think you hired the best candidate. But it would be funny to see the meltdown. Because wait a second, you got what you <laughs> wanted, but now you have to be receptive to the thing oh. that you've always claimed to hate. There is a level of hilarity too to the uh, fact that, and I look. I'm not criticizing. I just think it's kind of funny that Ole Miss wants to run the coach out of town that the second or third best baseball job in America really kind of wants to hire. I kind of think that like the juxtaposition of that's pretty pretty hilarious too. Well, I mean, just look at the two fan bases and their <laughs> online responses. It's yeah. so bizarre. And I don't feel bad for a multimillionaire who's just deciding no. which job to take. Um, but Mike. You can't help it from a human being perspective. You got your fan base that you've built a program and, and the success. It's a fickle mistress, man. So you sure. built the success to what it is, but now they want more. And then the other fan base of the school that is probably going to hire you. And not to belabor the point, he could end up back at Ole Miss next year. Like, this is not a done Absolutely. deal. But uh, the LSU fan base the school that's about to hire you potentially, they're saying, oh, we don't want this guy because of the exact same complaints that Ole Miss fans have. Oh, he hadn't got to Omaha enough. But that, that to me, at LSU will go away the oh, yeah. second he, he wins the SEC title or something. And he will. He will win. See, well, let, me, told- let me pitch this to you before we get done with this rambling podcast. Let me pitch this to you. How are Ole Miss fans going to react? If Mike, in year one or two, takes LSU, goes to Omaha, does everything that they thought he couldn't do at Ole Miss anymore, do they care? It's yeah, they'll care. Um, of course, it's an care. interesting question because if you're an Ole Miss fan and you're, you know, Mike can't get to Omaha, and then he takes LSU to Omaha, like you, you just have to say, well, that's a better job than ours, and it is a better job than Ole Miss. Like that's not even a debatable. How thing. dare you! Yeah, I mean, what are we talking about here? You know, they they have they have more scholarships than Ole Miss. Like that's, that's pretty much the crux of it, you know. Or, or they have more money to spend than Ole Miss, um, and it's legal. It's that's how college baseball works. So you just kind of have to, at that point, 
say, hey, you know, they, they've got more money. And here's what I, I think is going to happen. And, you know, we'll, we'll, I'm sure cut off here soon, but I think Mike's going to go to Omaha a lot at, at LSU. And because the reason is, I think, you know, look, he wins 18 games most of the time at, at Ole Miss. Um, that's going to turn into 20 at LSU. And 20 and 10 gets you the four or five national seed. If you have LSU across your chest, he's just going to out-talent people in the postseason, whereas can't really do that a ton at Ole Miss. Like, you look at their super regional opponents outside of Virginia, you could, and ULL, the one they won, can't really out-talent people. Um, and you just have to go beat them. And at LSU, you, you the scholarship flexibility provides the ability to out-talent people in the postseason. And I think he'll be able to do that because at the end of the day, I think Mike's a pretty good coach. Oh, duh. He's definitely a pretty good coach. He's a damn good coach. Yeah. He's just I, got I a postseason problem. Anyone. Yeah. Yeah. You can hate on the guy all you want, but the success is what it is. He's still the winningest coach in your school's history. So let's chill out, right? Yeah. I mean, come on. And and I think this is important too. Like people, and I get it. Look, Ole Miss should have gone to Omaha more in the past twenty-one years. But like Mike has gone to the College World Series. I think that sometimes just gets forgotten. Like that. No, it have. doesn't. It's always one for twenty-one when it really should be one well, for twenty because the COVID year doesn't count. Sure. But I, in the I, first four years doesn't count because he's rebuilding a program that had been to the postseason twice in 22 years. Yeah. yeah okay. Anyway, I just, it, it, it frustrates me when people act like he's never gone to the college world series. No, they haven't gone enough. Absolutely. And I think, I think if Mike would put truth serum in him, he'd tell you the same thing. Um, but you know, I, I, the I don't, dude's I don't not dumb. He would tell no. you that he would say yes. Yeah. Um, I just, I do think it is important for maybe LSU fans. And I was like, yeah, it's not that he can't get to the college world series. It's just that he probably hasn't done it as much as he should. Um, I don't know. It's a, it's such a weird dynamic when you consider that the best or one of the best jobs in college baseball is wanting to hire your coach. And everyone's like, please go. Not everyone. That's not fair, but a, a, a decent amount of Ole Miss the fans most like, yes. online people. Yeah. And that's yeah. the thing. That's the last thing I'm going to leave it with the most online people. And it's impossible to gauge an entire fan base in this way. But sure. you cannot dismiss those online people. The message boards, Twitter, Facebook, you cannot dismiss that. But is it 500 to 1,000 people online as a good enough sample of 12,000 that pack Swayze every weekend? Or is it just the very, very vocal? Because I do believe that most that go to Ole Miss baseball games are not really there for the college baseball until the postseason. I think a lot of them are there for the experience. So I think most of them would be like, oh, I'm, I like Mike Bianco. I'm good with Mike well, Bianco. We're winning. Do you think – let's just I, – I don't think Ole Miss would do this, but let's pretend like they don't hire Godwin, they don't hire McDonald, they hire a bad coach that's going 10 and 20 um, in the SEC. Do you think people still go for that experience? I don't know. <laughs> God, I hope I don't ever have to find out, but I, I do kind of am I don't think by that. this gets past Dan and Cliff, period. It doesn't, and both doesn't. of those guys would win it on this. Yeah. So if the trade-off is Mike Bianco goes to LSU and one of Dan or Cliff is hired, your thoughts? Depends on which one for me. Um, if, it, if it's Dan, I don't know how you couldn't be, you know, somewhat excited. You're hiring a, a guy that's, you know, going to the College World Series five times, has been to Super Regionals eight times. Um, and I'm not saying that I want Ole Miss to push Mike Bianco out. I, I think Mike Bianco is a really good coach. And, you know, I think if, if he wants to stay, he deserves every right. And I would be 
supported of that. But, you know, in Cliff, and I'm not saying Cliff's a bad coach. I just think that if, if you look at both of those guys, it's, it's two different deals. I mean, Cliff hasn't gone to the College World Series. He's, he's lost his last five Super You're regions. buying what he could potentially be. Yeah, you're exactly doing that. And I think he could potentially win a lot of games and go to the College World Series at Ole Miss. My thing is, like, just saying both of those guys, you know, are, are equal. And that's not really true. Like if you tell me Dan McDonald, no, they're not equal. Out, they're not. Equal. I'm, I'm way more excited than I'm getting Cliff Godwin, but you know, I think Cliff Godwin's a really good coach in that respect too. So I'm not definitely di- right. disappointed. It's We're just, just talking about the a, resume. Sure. One's kind of a home run hire and one's kind of a double, right? One's a home run hire and one you're buying a lottery ticket. Uh, I won't go lottery ticket. Cause I, I think winning regionals at ECU is impressive. It's a big deal. Yeah. He's accomplished things, but as far as, the known commodity compared to sure. Yeah. He's not a known commodity. He's not sure. No, there's just not enough track record. Yeah. Dan's a known commodity. What I mean by lottery ticket is you're buying the next big thing. The next Tony Vitello or whoever it is. I mean, I had someone that works in college baseball and I I don't talk to a ton of people, but I mean, that's bullshit. Yes, you do. He said he's the best coach in college baseball Mm. when you talk about Dan McDonald. And, and I don't really think, I mean, Louisville is the winningest program of the last decade. Think about that now. They're the winningest program of the last decade. Yeah, they played in the AAC, played in the Big East. And I can just hear listeners right now going, okay, then why would he leave Louisville? I can tell you a number of reasons why. One, he doesn't have the athletic structure that that hired him anymore. He's working under somebody else. And he did not, did not in any way make it a secret how much he disapproved of the way Louisville handled COVID-19 protocols. Not to mention, I think... In many ways, it's a lot like Mike as far as, is it time for me to move? Is it time? He didn't make the postseason here mm-hmm. or, or there. And and look, they're not firing him by any no, stretch of the imagination. No. But, I mean, at some point, it's like, you know, I, I've done what I can do here. Um, and I Every I, coach, I, except for the very, very precious few, like Nick Saban, Coach K, everybody has a shelf life. Yeah, yeah I think that's fair. Um, so... We'll see. I, I, I think I think this has got to – I'll ask this before we go. When do you think the Mike Bianco thing is resolved by one way or the other? No later than Sunday. All right, so Sunday morning you think we have an answer. I didn't say Sunday morning. I just said no later than Sunday. Okay, so all right, Sunday by 10 p.m. we probably have an answer. Goodness, that's a long time. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, we've dealt with this yeah. for a week now, it almost feels yeah. like. I think it'll be before that. It's just funny because it could come literally any second. Yeah. Besides, you know, past like 9 p.m. That's Mike why we're doing a rambling early. podcast in the middle of the day on Thursday. <laughs> uh, uh, you'll be back, though. You'll be back, though, whenever it does happen. Cause, sure. You know, we've been talking about baseball for how long together now? My God, every time we talk, every time I've done this podcast since it just became when Godfrey left for SB Nation, the flagship folded up. I started doing it on my own, had a rotation of different co-hosts. The baseball guy was Colin. We've been doing this a long time now. Like a yeah. long time. Uh, I, I never really thought we'd get to this place where we'd be talking about <laughs> real, real chance that Mike Bianco is not the head coach at Ole Miss anymore. And quite frankly, the betting favorite to not be the head coach at Ole Miss at this point. So Yeah, I would I would bet on that. It's yeah. uh, it's kind of funny because, you know, the last time Ole Miss completed a full season, we, we were talking about it, but not in the way of him going to LSU. Yeah. Well, this has been Talking Champions. I don't know what kind of episode it's been. Um, I don't know if we've really given anything new, but I guess we're going to find out. It's been Talking Champions. I've been Garrett at Spirit, been on Twitter. He's Colin Brister at Colin Brister on Twitter. He won't let you follow him because he's locked. 
<laughs> but uh, at Colin Brister on Twitter. Bradley Sal, former Ole Miss offensive lineman, eight-year NFL vet. He'll be back next week. And I don't know if uh, something goes down with Mike Bianco in the next day or two. Might do a reaction podcast. We'll see. I don't know. Like I told you, at the very start, and uh, it hasn't changed. If anything, I've gotten more tired. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. So if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, review, talk of champions in iTunes. And when you do, leave a five-star review. Say whatever you want to say about me. You can absolutely dog dog me in the comment section. And I'm fine with it. Just leave a five-star review. I write for the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com, an affiliate of 247 Sports. Back maybe at the end of this week, definitely the first of next week. And if Mike Bianco does jump to LSU, we're talking about a month of baseball coverage, not just a coaching search. The assistants, the recruiting, players leaving or staying, everybody's going to be asking, what about Jacob Gonzalez Bennett here? Have you heard anything? That'll be the next 7 a.m. call I get. Um, so a lot's going to be happening with Ole Miss baseball. Never thought we'd get to this point to where not only would Ole Miss baseball dominate June, as it should, but not in this way, but also July and maybe going into football season. So Ooh. we'll see. Yeah, that, that should that should be fun. That should be fun. Thanks and and you don't don't forget you get the draft in July. Oh my God, the draft is in July. <laughs> Gunner's going in the first round. Doug's going to go in the top three. Who else? Who else? Who else? Uh, so Jackson Job, I guess, is one. To oh, pay attention well, I mean to. that one's. I'm not even. <laughs> People keep asking me that. Do you think Jackson Jackson Job gets on? No, no. Yeah. Come on, I mean, man. no. He's the top prep not. arm in the draft. Well, I know his family really wants him to go to Ole Miss, and the number is going to – come on. Top I, eight? Uh, I had someone Google his dad's net worth because his dad's apparently like some famous golfer or something, and uh, it was like $10 million, and it's like, well, Jackson can stroke the che- stroke a check for $5 million and get half of that right there. It's like I don't see that kid showing up in Oxford. I mean, I hope he does for Ole Miss yeah, fans' same. sake and for the sake of Ole Miss's weekend rotation. But – for that kid, I hope he makes the best decision for himself. And the best decision for himself is probably going to be taking the massive deal from being drafted in the top eight of the MLB draft as the top prep arm in that draft. So, yeah. all right, that's enough. See you, buddy. Thanks for doing this. I appreciate you. Absolutely. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.